We're back with Upstate View, Episode 5. I'm here today with Mr. Joe Casella and Mr. Dante Rose, the team behind FC Productions. What's going on, guys? What's up, Thanks, Thanks for having much. us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah appreciate no problem. It. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, I'll give you guys a second to talk about your backgrounds, give a little intro into Joe and Dante. Yeah, so uh, my name is Joe Casella. I'm originally from uh, Staten Island, New York. I uh, went up to school at SUNY Poly. Had the honor of meeting Donnie Rose through uh, baseball. And... Uh, Post-grad, moved back up from for work reasons, but uh, in my spare time, I record a podcast. Started back in the day, almost two years ago now at this point, my buddy Brett Flint. And uh, through him moving away for work, was able to pick up Donnie, and now we just uh, have a good time and talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm Dante. I, uh, I'm from Utica. Been here all my life. Um, I moved back. I moved to Baltimore, uh, Maryland after... Um, after graduating college and working uh, working a year here, moved there. Lived there for about a year and a half. I was on FC a couple, couple episodes yeah. before uh, <laughs> before uh, Joe had me uh, come on as the co-host. Um, but I, when I moved back home, I think a couple months later, Brett Brett was gone. Joe was just having some fillers. Um, he asked me to join as a co-host, and uh, I've been on there for I don't know about a, six months, about six months or so. Now. Yeah, it's yeah. lit. Yeah. So, Joe, take me back to the origin story of FC Productions. What made you guys want to start the podcast? Yeah. You said it's been about two years now. Two years, yeah. I was living in Candlewick, actually, at the time. Yeah, me and Brett, um, way back in college, we used to do this thing. We used to write diss tracks about a lot of our friends, just messing around, having a lot of fun, you know? We both like expressing ourselves creatively. And then it came to a point where it was like... A lot of our conversations are like, this is just funny. Like, why are we not just putting it out there for people to hear, just to consume for themselves? I always wanted to do a podcast. I think um, I'm probably most knowledgeable in sports about all things in the world. So just to get my sports opinion out there. And I listen to, like, some of the professionals sometimes, and I'm like, that guy is ignorant or he just doesn't know things. I almost felt like I could just do a better version in a more casual, fun way and just, like, BS with the boys kind of, you know? And, like, and everyone, just anybody can get involved. And uh, so we just bought a soundboard and didn't know what we were doing at all. And uh, plugged it in, played with a bunch of switches until it didn't sound terribly awful. And then eventually, you know, you just start recording and you put it out there. And through uh, just doing it often, you kind of progress and learn to love it in a way. So that's how it started, yeah. So you guys talk a lot about sports, food, current local events. Yeah, you, you couldn't have said it better. That's uh, that's the focus. We definitely do, we're definitely heavy on sports. Um Today, we actually just recorded the 65th episode of the podcast, and with football coming back this upcoming weekend, we just covered the whole thing. Um, and we always do a daily debate at the end of each episode, which anybody in the world can relate to. It's just a fun-going topic conversation. And uh, like today, we did the best type of cookie, your favorite type of cookie. You know, something as silly as that. You know, so it's just a fun-going, good time. So how has it been so far? Have you had a lot of at least friends and family and people in the area kind of engage with your stuff? And Dude, that's the most surprising part. Um, you know, I put it out there, and I'm not expecting anything. I did it because I wanted to enjoy it, you know? for Even if it's just me looking back at the episodes and looking sure. at conversations I had with someone and had a great time. And then, you know, I made an Instagram, like, maybe five or six episodes in, and we started posting them. And it got, like, a little bit of a very small niche following, man. Like, it's really cool when I receive a text message from a friend of mine who takes a one-liner from a podcast and was like, that's such a great line. That's hilarious. Like, this kid just sitting through 45 minutes of me rambling and, uh, is able to find something that they enjoy out of it and they're consistently listening, which uh, I couldn't be more appreciative and grateful of. It's We've had really, really good feedback, which is really nice to hear. You know, uh, it's, it's pretty cool just kind of 
given anybody that went to SUNY Poly and was in our extended friend group yeah. a chance to kind of listen back into what's going on with people, you know, our greater circle and just things going on in Utica. You always yeah. have a guest uh, that's familiar on the show, and it's yeah. just a cool thing to check in on every week. We're a tight-knit family. That's what we are, so it's good to bring so, everybody together. So is there any uh, animosity between you and Brett for you? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Brett, uh, Brett's always been... A great friend. He's he's a good time. He I don't think Brett has any animosity at all for anything. <laughs> he's just a happy go lucky kid. Um, for me, Joe and I, I mean, we're very similar in a lot of ways. We have a lot of the same I mean, if you listen to the podcast, we have a lot of the same takes and a lot of the same like answers to our daily debates. Like we have the same answers a lot of the time. So we're very similar and we I mean, him and I could talk for days. And it's basically how it's been going is we're just recording a conversation between the two of us sure. on topics that we're talking about, but we're just basically talking in front of in front of you know the soundboard and microphone. But it's um, but it's been great. I mean, we you know we enjoy it. We're comfortable with each other all the time. I mean, even when we're not podcasting, you know, we do like an hour or so uh, a week on podcast. We're hanging out. We're yeah, talking yeah, about sure. like we're not running out of topics. We still can talk and, and do all that stuff. So it's it's cool. That was, uh, sorry. No, that's probably the easiest decision I made was picking a new co-host. So when Brett had moved, it was probably only 10 or 11 episodes. And you were actually my first guest who wasn't part of me and Brett doing our thing. Uh, we had one filler episode with Duke in the beginning because Brett wasn't there. But you were my first like actual guest, actually. Yeah, what and was then, that? Maybe episode 9? 10, 10, I think, 11. And yeah, I came back like recently. 40, maybe? Yeah, no, I think even more recent, probably. Yeah, because yeah, you we were co hosting yeah. yeah. um, But that was like the easiest decision. So I had Dante on probably twice previously. And both times, it was just a very natural, smooth conversation, nothing forced whatsoever, which is how I like my podcast. I'm not trying to get people to say anything. I just like people who have opinions on certain things that we want to talk about, and we go off. Sure. Um, but I thought it was the easiest decision ever. I didn't even ask one other person. I said, hey, Dante, uh, I'm, th- I'm considering doing a new co-host. Um, would you like to be like the co-host of FC or whatever? And he writes back, absolutely, 100%. I'm in. This is definitely a lock. Like, if you want to elaborate on that, like, uh, yeah, I remember thinking like, cause when he left and you, you were, you were doing filler episodes, you had, you had me on a couple of times, you had other people on. And I remember coming back. I was like, if I even like thought about it, but before he even brought it up, I was like, I was waiting for that text, like secretly waiting for that text. But I was also like, if he was to look for one, I wasn't going to put it out there to him and be like, Hey, if you wanted a co-host or if you wanted me to come on more often, if you needed anybody, I would do it. So when he like sent me that text, I was like actually like really excited about it because I like I enjoy this. I've been saying this stuff um, like before, like not to Joe. Like we haven't had a conversation about hosting a podcast, but I've always said like I you know I want to do that. I I can talk sports. I I like to talk to people. I'm a people mm-hmm. person, and, and so it's funny how talking sports with your boys and just about anything local is so natural but then you know people hear podcasts and it becomes this whole different thing it's like we're just recording the conversations we had anyway what's yeah what's the real difference so it's it is funny i I, just going on that my like my mom like she's like what are you you know what are you doing like (laughs) i'm recording a podcast with uh with joe and she's like oh like uh are you on are you gonna be on the radio it's like no mom that's not that's not what it is she's like oh well what are you doing it's like we're honestly just talking I'm hanging out with him and we're talking. We're being more productive than we would otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're putting out something. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. I didn't tell my parents when I made the podcast. They probably didn't know about it until I was probably 12, 15 episodes deep. And uh, 
I'm just, I talk to my mother. I'm very, very close to my family. Find that out from listening. Talk about my family nonstop. I think that's another reason we have similar takes, just yeah. like Italian upcomings, tight knit family. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom on the phone was today. Like, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just talk to people. And she's like, oh, why didn't you tell me that? That's awesome. I can't wait. What's it called? I want to listen. So that was actually really cool. But uh, I just didn't know, like, I don't know if I just, like, showed up one day, like, to my house. I was like, hey, Ma, like, listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. She found out naturally, and I'm glad it went that way. Yeah. No, that's cool. Do you guys find that, like, having done so many episodes now, you've developed a certain kind of synergy with each other, and you kind of, you're getting better and better at playing off each other on the pod? Yeah, our conversations always flowed. I don't yeah. think there was any doubt in that, which is why that decision to bring on Dante was so easy. But sometimes, we just did something that we'd never done before. We had a guest that both of us didn't know. So mm-hmm. this guy, he uh, has a company called Upstate Pizza. His name is Jalen Reeves. and uh, I, I know Jalen really well. <laughs> there you go. So I didn't know him at all. Never met him. Never met him once. Dante knew of him a little bit through Tyler. Um, and when Tyler was on the podcast, he told a great story about this kid who has his own pizza oven, and he goes and he makes these... Um, great pizzas around the area, caters parties and everything. And I'm immediately like, we do a, a segment on a podcast where we talk about the best pizza in the area. Immediately, I'm like, I got to have this kid on. But having a kid on who you've never met before, kind of like a little bit of pressure for me. I've never done that. Yeah. I've always known my guests. So I was a little like nervous going into it. But I think through doing it so often and so much recently, I mean, I was absolutely confident going into it. And I thought it went great in my opinion. I yeah. was very happy with the product. Yeah, I think so too. He, Joe does a very good job with preparing and coming up with topics beforehand. Um, so we're always ready to go. I mean, remember when I, when he first had me on as a guest, I had notes with me and like on my phone, still on my, like on my phone, I'll have notes and stuff. So we're always prepared. We come in and we keep it like we feed off of each other. So like if I, if he has a question to somebody, I don't, you know, and I didn't have something, I based it off his question. So we're, we're, we're pretty good with that. We keep it. It's like not awkward at all. No silence. Like we're, we're good working on transitions and stuff like that, but it, it's been very comfortable, really. Mm-hmm. When did you guys have Jalen on? I don't know how I missed that. Three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah probably like three or four episodes Episode ago. 62, I think. Yeah. I'll have to go back yeah. and listen to that one. It's a fun yeah, one, man. It is, He's man. got a hot take that I don't know if you're going to like. Dude, we, talk, we talk pizza for like an hour, and an then hour. we get to his favorite pizza, man. You got to listen to oh, that. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. I gotta Check that. it out. FC Productions. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, are, what have been some of the biggest learnings you guys have taken away from podcasting so far? Mm. I love that question personally um, and I've said the same answer probably since episode 15 on and it's still my in my opinion the most important thing and it's to listen to what people have to say man people have some interesting stories if you open your ears and not just in a podcast setting like when you're out with your friends and you're having a couple beers at a bar and they got something to say man open up your ears and listen you're going to learn something if you're not learning something you're going to find something hilarious people are telling that story for a reason they want to be heard and uh it's really it's really interesting just to take in what people have to say and consume it. Yeah, I'm uh, I have a very similar take on that too. It's uh it's it's cool to talk to people and get their opinions on things and you know get an understanding of where people come from. We're all different, so it's mm-hmm. good to get that point of view. And with myself, uh, I, I work in sales, so it helps me to like you know break the shell and you know come out of somebody's comfort zone and you know, get different talking points with somebody and, and it helps understanding people's backgrounds and, you know, different things, different topics. So it's, uh, I've been, I've gained a lot from that really. Do you guys think it translates? Cause I, I find myself almost feeling more comfortable speaking in certain situations after having done even just four or five episodes on my own here, being mm. on some other podcasts, mm. just kind of having to think on your feet almost prepares you for different situations in business and in life. I agree entirely. I had a mm-hmm. presentation to the board of directors for the college that I work with that 
I was extremely worried about. And even in the first two minutes of it, I'm a little bit shaky. Then I'm like, these are just people who are older than me and have a little bit more experience. Like, we're on the same... If they if I if I'm prepared and I know what I'm doing, they're gonna appreciate the work that I've put in to make a good presentation. And I once I got that through, I was extraordinarily comfortable and I thought it was the best presentation I ever had between high school, college, up until that was a recent work presentation to a board of directors for the college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's like um, it's like kind of like getting confidence. Mm-hmm. You're just being confident and not being afraid to like ask questions or you know answer the questions that somebody's asking you. I mean, even with this right here, you know, sure. you, it, we're, you're comfortable and that's what we try to do. I mean, like you said, we didn't know Jalen um, that well, uh, but we had questions for him and you would have thought that we knew him. Like it, it was that, it was it was easy. <laughs> and I don't know if it would have been like that for our first guests, like together. Like, I don't know if it, I don't, can't remember who it was, but for us, like we were well prepared and, and now that's what we're, you know, we've been doing, so. Yeah, I feel like, putting something on record almost forces you to think about things in a deeper and like more creative way too because you're, you're trying to sound good on the podcast yeah. you're kind of going deeper on some of the topics you might otherwise in sports and actually like drawing analytical conclusions mm-hmm. instead of just kind of BS and hot takes so. mm-hmm. you don't want to make a fool of yourself yeah. you know yeah. still going out to the public even if it has 30 viewers or whatever it's still going out for public consumption yeah, yeah so you're that kind of rolls into the next question I had. What's your I guess mindset around the podcast because you know a lot of people hate on things for no reason and might say who's listening to this what's the point but do you guys get some kind of intrinsic value from it like just for your own get like own well-being outside of who's listening yeah absolutely i i people ask me a few times actually like how many people are listening to it do you you have 100 listeners i go honestly i don't remember the last time i looked at my numbers on soundcloud it's not something that interests me if uh if you listen and you like it awesome i appreciate and i'm extremely grateful for anybody who gets behind the idea and supports the podcast and if not, no animosity whatsoever. Like, cool, man. Like, if you're not into the podcasting scene, why would I force you to listen to me rambling about sports and food? Like, that's not something I need you to do, man. Like, and I do appreciate the ones who do support, but that's where I'm at on that. Yeah. Um, same. I mean, I, the way I've been looking at it is basically it's just us two hanging out for a, um, you know, for like an hour or so throughout the week, um, that one night or whatever. And us just talking and like catching up. That's that's all. I mean, like I said, we we're together a lot. I see him probably like three or four days out of the week. We're always together. So it's basically just like a thing, just catching up, and it's just a conversation. So mm-hmm. if if anything, even if there's no views or whatever, we're still having a a good conversation and just hanging out. No, definitely, I, I agree fully. I don't think I think way too often we get caught up in metrics mm-hmm. and who's listening and this and that. And it's like. If you're having fun with it, getting something out of it, why not? And I think it's going to be awesome to look back on these things 10, 15 years from now. Oh, yeah. Just, like, looking back on an NFL season preview. Like, remember that year? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, who knows what Lamar Jackson would have done. Yeah, that weekend season. recap. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hilarious to look back on those things that you otherwise would have no insight into later. Yeah, on. telling our kids that we had a podcast, yeah. and then 20 years down the road, it's like, well, what's a podcast? <laughs> Whatever the new technology yeah, at that just, point. We just see people in front of us now. <laughs> yeah. Just holograms. Um, with that, though, one other thing that probably gives me the biggest joy is having a great podcast with a guest who's never done a podcast and that natural organic high that they feel where I'm, oh my god that was great i can't wait to get back on the next time me hearing that gives me that same adrenaline rush of like wow that was awesome like i just made like jeff albright is the perfect example we had mm-hmm. jeff on recently and every time i see jeff now he's like dude 
that was so much fun. We have to get back on the podcast. Like, that's awesome. You know, we made, like, him have a great experience. And, like, even his dad came up to me at Jeff Stag party and was like, I listened to the podcast. It was awesome. Like, that was, like, I don't know, just hearing people have a good time with material that we've created is a good feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like at the end of an episode, we do this thing, like, a really good episode. And it's, like, kind of like a running joke now. Like, where we're just, like, down, we're like, do one of those like a clap we're like wow that was awesome that was a good that was a good one yeah oh, oh, it's gotta be an awesome feeling and just giving people a platform you know with, yeah. if it's just stuff in their own personal life or if they have something business wise going on it's cool to give people a platform and kind of cross different audiences like that so Absolutely. do you guys have any future plans uh, that you want to share upcoming things on the podcast I think uh, probably the only thing that I could think of would be uh like, Donnie and I pass around a mic when we have a guest on. I think we got to invest in, like, a four-person yeah, thing, which yeah. is not actual real future plans for where the podcast is going to go. I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm in no rush for it to go anywhere. I'm not trying to monetize my podcast or anything like that. People ask me that, too. So that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I like the process. But for us, we should probably get a four-person. Yeah, we definitely need a four-person. It's funny. I don't, we, we just pass the mic back and forth to each other instead of, like, how you have this cool setup here. That's, that's great. But, no, that's something that we've been we've been talking about it for, like, Probably like two months now. We're like, oh, we got to get this. We got to get four bikes. We got to get a four third. But we just haven't done it. But uh, it's been working. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. Start, yeah. Starting where you are and just kind of yeah. rolling with it. And who cares? People People are overvalue production and you know, yeah. all the specifics. Like, just go. And I would imagine even if you're not trying to monetize it, like, if you do this for the next 10 years, there's going to be an opportunity down the line somewhere where someone's like, Joe, come do this. Or, yeah, you know, it's a here. separate career that I wasn't expecting. Sure. Like, uh, I put on my resume that I'm a podcaster. You yeah, know? why not? Why not? Yeah. Like, and if someone asks me at an interview, it's like, oh, by the way, I see in your hobbies that you podcast. So it's, that. it's like, oh, well, for the last two years, once a week, I put out an hour of material for people to consume. It's like, shows a lot, in my opinion. Oh, like, and, and that's not why I'm doing it at all. I don't want to make it sound like that. But it's just a, n- a nice little additional thing on top of the enjoyment I get out of the creative process of making a podcast for yeah. sure and I, I think about like the barstool model like mm-hmm. if i were to have a view media team creating content around sports and stuff like i would definitely reach out to you okay joe i need you on our podcast so it's like you never know what those well, that was like uh, we had a conversation when i was furloughed i said speen if you have any side projects that you want to do and you need something like creative let me know i'm more than welcome to just come in here have a good time and just create anything with it because I, I mean i love what you're doing anyway i'm a big fan of you media and i'm always checking out and we even got frankie's podcast on there which is awesome <laughs> Um, yeah, so if anything, anytime I can do it. Shout out Big Place Podcast. That's right. Shout out Big Place. The boys. <laughs> so, you guys obviously talk a ton about sports. A lot of stuff going on right now, post kind of COVID, NBA playoffs, short season MLB, NFL coming up. We'll talk some predictions uh, on all of those, actually. What do you guys think? I know you might not be the biggest basketball guys, but any predictions on the NBA playoffs? Dude, I was watching a little bit of basketball. Um... You know, I watched, uh, I was very lucky. I don't watch a ton of it, but I was lucky. The game that I watched recently was the game that Luka hit that crazy game winner, which was just insane. I know that the Mavericks got eliminated, but uh, that was wild. Like, that's like the type of college adrenaline that I'm looking for in basketball. And you're only going to get that, in my opinion, in NBA playoff basketball. Great to see a ton of fun. Um, You know, in the West, you have the two LA teams. That's probably what it's going to come down to. And uh, I'm not a big LeBron fan at all. But honestly, I am 100% rooting for the Lakers this year with uh, obviously Kobe passing away and LeBron being the man in L.A. who's just a dominant force. And how great they've been playing, I think that's a, a team that deserves a nice little push towards a championship and it'd be cool to bring it home to L.A. in my opinion. Yeah, I, um, 
I'm a, I am a LeBron fan, uh, basketball wise. Um, I think he's just a freak. I think he's. I think, in my opinion, I think he's the goat. I don't know. I'm yeah. not gonna. We're not gonna get in that discussion right now. <laughs> but um, I, I love watching him play. He's fun to watch. Um, also, I think he's probably the greatest athlete of all time. But uh, I, I think I have the Lakers taking it. Um, I'm actually over the past few years. I've been. I've like become a fan of the Celtics. Mm. I like the Celtics a lot. Like they're young players. Jason Tatum over there. Um, Gordon Hayward. I wish the Duke could just stay healthy, though. It kind of it stinks. Like you just feel bad for him. But um, I like. I, they're they're a team that I can see. Um, you know, running running the East for you know a couple of years. The the uh, um, the 76ers, I don't know, They're just. I don't know. Not I, I, no, they just <laughs> just not clutch. Yeah. Really underachieving. The yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, I think there's a few teams that could. You know, I don't want to make any bold predictions. Obviously, my gut says go with LeBron and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think he's been dominant, and uh, I'd like to see him get another one, especially mm-hmm. in L.A. But I think, you know, the Heat are playing really well. Uh, You're playing so well. Yeah. The Celtics are good. Yeah. You know, the Clippers have two studs, so it's really tough to call. But yeah. Who who could predict the Heat taking the Bucks 4-1, to one, bro? And that's It nuts. should have been 4-0. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Been. That game went to OT, right? Yeah. Nuts, man. And yeah. they swept the Pacers before that. So yeah, they, they were the five seed going into a four seed, swept them. Goes in and should have sweep the one seed. It's like, are they gonna are they gonna play with the Celtics or the um with Toronto? Yeah, my buddy uh, my buddy Joe Desiro has been telling me all year. He's been a Heat fan since way back before the LeBron days. Uh, he's just been a big D Wade fan his whole life, and he's been telling me to watch out for the Heat, watch out for the Heat. And I've kind of just been laughing about it all year. But <laughs> after watching the playoffs, uh, I think he's definitely got a case. Dude, they're mm-hmm. crazy. You guys are big baseball guys. So what do you think? Uh, what have you thought of the short MLB season so far? Forty games in. So, we have weekly in and out pretty much ripped apart the commissioner of baseball and uh, a few other things. But, with all of that, I have utterly enjoyed this baseball season. Mm-hmm. As, and as much as I, I've been ragging on a lot of different things, I rag on ownership, I rag on Manfred not communicating well with a lot of people, I rag on the way that players are getting COVID, which in other sports they're not, and that they're doing these double headers and these... Seven inning double headers and a man on second base in extra innings. I've torn all of that apart, but in this weird, strange way, I have absolutely enjoyed this season. And it's cool to see teams like Miami and Baltimore, who normally in a 162 game season have no chance of competing. These guys are making playoff pushes right now. They're young, they're dynamic, they're having a ton of fun. The trade deadline is awesome, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically. The games are cool. The games are good, fun to watch. Everything besides watching baseball, like the front office stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, has been terrible. But the games have been good. Uh, not a fan of the the seven inning doubleheaders or the the runner on second base. So like the rules are kind of whatever. Only rule, like I don't know if I should the only rule, but I do like the DH rule in the NL right now. Um, that's one, and, and I'm not even an NL guy, but I, I like that rule. Um, but I don't know. It, it's cool to watch, like you said, with uh, you know different teams. Like we were talking about it last week on our on our episode. Padres. Mm. When was the last time we were talking about the Padres <laughs> being a playoff team and uh, you know a f- an exhilarating, fun, well-rounded team to watch? Yeah, it is crazy how different sixty games makes it. Like the Yankees <laughs> come out hot; they're the best team in baseball. They drop. 15 out of the last 20, and yeah. now it's like that's a third of the season. Yeah. So it's just New York baseball is sad right now. The best I saw, I saw a really good tweet the other day. If someone told me the best 
baseball team in New York would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. I would think you're lying. Yeah. I think it was Anthony DeComo, the Mets uh, yeah. reporter. Great tweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's true. It's true. And playing playing in uh, Buffalo right now, I think they've won like, <laughs> I think like 16 out of their last 21 games. Some crazy stat. I don't know, but young and talented. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I, I like. I've always been one for seeing teams that you have not seen in a while succeed. I've always been one for that, so it's it's cool to watch that. Yeah, it'll always be something to look back on too. Like remember that short season. Yeah, be, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a million memories yeah. from this season. A lot so. happened, and like the Padres. You mentioned the Padres. The Padres. It's a 60 game season. A lot of people are like putting asterisks into this. They absolutely sold out and are going for it. They're mm-hmm. going for the World Series. Yeah. They just sold out and like, all right, listen, this is our shot. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And people were ripping on Manny Machado a year ago, like, oh, he's going to the Padres to get a payday and throw his career away. Now this team yeah. has a chance of making a playoff run with him, Fernando Tatis, Eric Cosmer. That's a fun team, man. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. So you guys just did your NFL season predictions, uh, upcoming season. This what, is there a game? Tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. So, what did, what are a few takeaways uh, from the show you guys just did? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, we can recap it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just spoke an hour about football. It was yeah. pretty sweet. Um, we have a lot of the same takes. We both expect big things from the Chiefs and a potential repeat season. Um, they're definitely going to be a dynasty in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, the team that we both absolutely love, and not that they're going under the radar, but. I just don't see how they almost aren't making a Super Bowl. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And a lot of people aren't talking about the Jamal Adams trade, man. They just picked up the best safety in football on an already really good defense and an crazy good offense. Like, we're both really high on Russell Wilson, have been. I think he's an MVP candidate every season. Um, I love that Seattle team. I'll let you talk about the Ravens, obviously. You're a diehard Ravens yes, fan. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're both very excited for the NFL. I mean, we're, we said it on our podcast – when I like went to work Tuesday, it was already like a short week because we had uh, Labor Day and all that. But I went to work. I was like, "Dude, we got football this week." I don't like work to me is like not even work. Like I don't even care. I'm going in there. It's only it's already a four day week. We already we got football coming. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I am very excited about the season. And I mean, I am a Ravens fan, so I have a lot to be excited for. Um, Lamar Jackson is uh, very fun to watch, and I think. Um, the way he's playing quarterback and Pat Mahomes, they change how NFL quarterbacks are going to play no doubt. from now on. I mean, the three dudes we just talked about were Jackson Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, they're all mobile, mm-hmm. dual-threat quarterbacks yeah. that kind of yeah. learn to protect themselves. And yeah, that's that's the style it's going to be. I mean, you got – right now you have at least like five or six of those quarterbacks with a similar style. Uh, Mahomes, I have like a, a way up top, top tier. He's unbelievable. But, unbelievable. Yeah, never seen anything like, like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Not just from a skill standpoint, but being that young and just that much poise, never like crumbling in the moment, just yeah. getting better in big moments. It's, it's insane. Yeah, was he twenty, twenty five? Younger, I think. I think he's twenty four. Twenty. Lamar's twenty three. I think he's twenty four. Too younger than us. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. All the athletes. It's funny to think like that, right? We're washed up, Spina. Yeah. <laughs> But to that point, um, one thing that we mentioned earlier today was, uh, like, you have to respect greatness. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, let's see what Lamar could do. Like, he might get hurt. Just sit back. Like, I just said earlier that I'm not a LeBron fan. 
But you know what? I appreciate the hell out of him playing basketball, man. I sit back and I watch that guy on the court every day. He's, what, 38 now or something like yeah, that? 30, 37. 37. Still absolutely incredible to watch and appreciate a man who's that talented at the game in all of the sports. Like, if you're not a fan of LeBron, you can still watch his game and just be like, oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Like, I hate Tom Brady, too. But guess what? Tom Brady's amazing, an incredible quarterback, so much fun to watch. You know, you just got to respect those players. And Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, love it or hate it, they're the best right now. Yeah. So just sit back and enjoy the show because it's a ton of fun watching these guys play. Yeah. What are you guys thinking for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay? We were both so up in the air on that. We, like, we just don't know. Like, uh, as a, I've always been I so always hated the Patriots. I, I just never liked them. I was never really a fan of Tom Brady, but I have so much respect for the dude. I and it sucks because like there's times where like I want him to lose so bad, but then like when you get to like the playoffs and like the Ravens aren't in it and everybody's like, Oh, screw them, I don't want them to win, they're the worst, blah blah blah. I'm sitting there like, man, I want to see Tom Brady win again. Because it's just, like you said, you're watching greatness. He, in my opinion, was is the GOAT until Pat Mahomes takes it over to him, which I think he may. It's insane to think that Mahomes has got that much more time to play. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's crazy. And how much he's accomplished already. Yes. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Brady, uh, they surrounded that man with offense. He has. They improved the O-line. They drafted the best offensive lineman in the draft, in my opinion. Um, they also have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and O.J. Howard. And, you know, Brady loves his dual tight end threat. Um, they just signed Leonard Fournette, which is crazy. We'll see how long it takes him to get established in that offense. They have four running backs over there. The offense is insane. Um, so they gave him all the materials to excel there. So I do think he will continue to succeed just because uh, he's in a tough division, though. He's got to play the Saints week one. 425, tune in. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm getting hyped. Getting hyped. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've been hesitant to give a you know definite prediction on Brady, too. Yeah. I know if, if there's one thing I know about that dude, he is relentless in preparation. Mm-hmm. He will never stop ever. So I think it'd be stupid to count him out, but I also do know that you know his age, he has shown, shown a few signs of decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a Patriots fan, I've seen it. Um, but no, I wish him the best. And yeah. I think he... Could come out and kill it. Yeah, I, I, I'm so obviously I'm not a Patriots fan, but I, I've heard from Patriots fans like they wish him a lot of success. Like mm-hmm. I thought Patriots fans were going to be like, I mean, they're upset, but they actually took it a lot better than <laughs> I thought they were going to. They were like, oh, you know, thank you, Tom Brady, blah blah blah. Like it's crazy to think like I think of football. First player I think it was Tom Brady. Yeah, like my whole one. life I have had Tom Brady. I've just thought like that's that's football to me, so it's it's crazy to think. And as a Patriots fan, I'm sure it's even crazier. Yeah, it's almost strangely refreshing though. Like I knew this mm-hmm. time was coming, but yeah. you know, being a Patriots fan since the time you're five years old and they win the Super Bowl, it's like this you're is all a I Patriots know. fan. When I was after the first Super Bowl, so I was, <laughs> okay, I, I was, yeah, still though, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Jeez, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's not something you <laughs> most people want to hear. So you kind of you kind of shut up, but it is cool to now. <laughs> start a new era and almost like look to build yeah. again because yeah. for so long it's just been all right we won like of course you want to keep winning but yeah. now it's something refreshing something new to watch so mm-hmm. so as a Patriots fan what's your take on Cam Newton I'm excited for it yeah. I'm <laughs> how could you not be yeah. I mean you throw you throw the Patriots coaching staff a versatile quarterback like mm-hmm. that it's going to be something so different it's going to be something we haven't had in so different. forever yeah. totally different so. style of play he's not catch and release he's 
drop on that back foot and find somebody down the field or use his big body to force a play. It's it's going to be really yeah, – it's yeah. not Patriot football. No. It's, he's he's healthy finally for the first time in a few years. It yeah. Seems, so. yeah. It he's might convert him. He's fun to watch. I, I, I love watching Cam Newton play. Yep. Definitely excited for that. Mm. So next thing I want to talk to you guys about, I feature a lot of upstate – artists, creatives, and, you know, different people between the podcast and the directory. We'll talk a little bit about living upstate. Dante, you've been here your whole life. Joe, you're kind of a transplant who, who stayed and <laughs> seems to love it. So I'd like to hear that unique perspective. Uh, give us uh, your take on upstate and, you know, you came here for school and ended up coming back to something yeah. you don't see a ton of. No, you really don't. And uh, while I was at school, you could have paid me any amount of money and I said I would have never been back, which is even funnier. But um, when you're gone, you kind of miss it. You know, it's got like a little... Uh, there's so many things that I find attractive in this city between just the really great people around me, uh, the overall patience as the as a city. Um, the affordability was obviously a big one for me. Um, I got a really good work opportunity and I was able to make things work easily like that. Um, but there's a ton of like sense of pride in the community, which uh, is really a nice change of pace that you don't see as much like downstate. Like I said, I'm from Staten Island, which is the forgotten borough. <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, and everybody, including myself, just rips on the album, but no one else can get off. <laughs> like, there's a magnet around that place, that's for sure. Do you hate Pete Davidson or no? No, I love Pete Davidson. Oh. Pete Davidson is vocally <laughs> trashes um, Staten Island, and Staten Islanders hate him, which is why I love him. <laughs> you know, he made a joke on Saturday Night Live. It's a brutal joke. It's really probably the meanest thing he said. He said, uh, I wish Hurricane Sandy finished the job. <laughs> that's, that's that is just, oh, man. You say that on a platform like SNL, man. Woo. Yes, that on hates that kid. So, yeah, you you don't find a place like Utica where you could come to school here and basically get right in with the community as if you were one of our own. Like, yeah. you're in with all the Italians <laughs> in the area, which is yeah. something you, I don't know where else you'd find that. Yeah. <laughs> and even in a college or to be able to show up in a city and do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're close with a lot of the guys that you went to school with. They're still here. What, uh, what has... Since you've been here, have you missed Staten Island though? Like your old friends, neighborhood? Yeah, this, uh, I always say, I say the F's, the three F's are the things that I miss. I miss my family mostly. My family, I'm uh, very, very tight with my family, but it's trending in a direction where they might end up up here, so we're looking forward to that. Um, so that one I'll get back. Uh, two is my friends from home, uh, my high school buddies, man. I have a very, very tight knit group of people. We're luckily still in a group chat, and we still bust each other's balls all the time. And, you know, when I go home, it's like nothing ever changed, and it's great to see them. But I do miss, like, my buddy Michael is down the block from me. He's been my best friend since I was six years old. I miss a text message, hey, be in my house in two minutes, Pokemon Stadium 2. No chance you can beat me in Chansey. I'm like, bro, you can't catch the eggs. Like, you know? I miss that. I miss that quite a bit. And then uh, three would be the food, man. And it's funny because people love food in Utica, New York. But being from downstate, the food is just superior, in my opinion. There's some, you're close to some of the best restaurants in the entire world. And uh, not only on Staten Island, but in Manhattan, I'm easily accessible to what people consider to be the greatest city on the planet. Um, and that includes high, high-level cuisine. So that I miss. So I'll flip it around a little bit for you. You you left for a little over a year, right, down mm-hmm. to Baltimore. Yeah. What was your experience like there, and uh, what did you miss about home? Um, I, I loved Baltimore. Uh, it was great. I had family there. Um, my uncle, um, and I, I had, I had a couple, I had an aunt there too. Um, they were in like the outskirts of Baltimore. So my whole version of like Maryland was like nice areas. Like we went down to, we went down like the Harbor, um, the city, uh, every once in a while we, we were down there. 
Um, the stadiums are right in the city and all that. Um, and then my brother moved there um, probably about four years ago. So I always I, I was local for, for college, as you know, um, so I never really went away. So I was like, you know what? I'm young. I want to try it out. My brother's there. So I moved there. I lived with him for a little bit. Um, uh, and I, and I lived right in, right in, right in Baltimore too. So, uh, it was, it was in cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Definitely a lot different than Utica, <laughs> like way different than Utica. Um, but, uh, you know, Utica's home. Um, I had, uh, there was a job that popped up that, um, I saw and I was like, you know what? I'm thinking of going back home. It's a good job. Can't really pass up on it. Let's do it. Came back home and been here uh, a little over a year now and Jones we had this now. deal dude we had this deal. <laughs> we had a deal we gotta tell you this one <laughs> we were talking it was like the man it was like when i was telling him i told he was like one of the first people i told that i was uh you know thinking of coming back and he was like oh really blah 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 so we were talking and i was like you know joe if i uh if i move back uh you gotta stay like mm-hmm. you gotta sign this contract you have to be here for <laughs> at least three years so Right now we've been one year, but I don't think he's going. I don't I think he's anywhere. going anywhere. So I ain't leaving. <laughs> um, that's funny. I had something to say. I don't even know. Just that's me. so crazy to hear to a lot of people from up here because I've told you this before. Like most of my friends, everyone in high school is let's get out of here. Like let's move yeah. to the city. Let's move to the West Coast, and which I completely get. Um, but my attitude is like I'm here. I mean I love traveling to big cities and stuff, yeah. but you might as well enjoy being here and enjoy the perks of living in a you know small city like this. Mm-hmm. And, having a tight net community, I don't understand why people are so quick to kind of hate on it and stay here. It's like, if you're here, you might as well enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a hometown effect, you know? I, uh, I'm i pretty vocal about not liking a lot of things about Staten Island, and that's because I grew up there. I lived there for sure. 22 years of my life. So when you're in the same place and you feel stagnant in your career and you feel stagnant in your life, you start to find all the worst things in the city that you're currently at. Where maybe where you go somewhere new, it's refreshing, it's vibrant, it's, uh, it's just a different change of pace, it's... There's so many pros to going somewhere different, and then uh, you, f- you learn to love that new city, which is kind of what happened with me. When I first came here, like, city mentality is a real thing. Like, people from downstate, and they come upstate, they have it in their head, because it's almost like you grew up with, like, oh, upstate doesn't compete to the city. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole other life. And then you, like, stay here for, like, a little bit of time, and you realize that whole theory is just a load of garbage. And that there's so many great qualities in upstate that you can't find in the city. And, like, there's great qualities in the city that you can't find upstate. You just find the best in the situation that you're in. I think that's a good way to look at it. So, COVID, current events, um, how have you guys been impacted by, you know, the last six months? I know you're back at work now, but you were home for a little bit. Yeah, I got... uh... I got furloughed in April, like beginning of April, end of March, and uh, I'm very fortunate. I live with a good buddy of mine in a house. I rent a room from him, so I don't have an apartment that I owe anything to, and uh, I had no income, and I didn't, I couldn't collect unemployment for like five to six weeks. It just didn't go through. It was just a nightmare of a process for me, at least. I know other people had it really smooth, um, and I texted him. I was like, hey, like if I move home, and he's like, don't worry about rent or anything like that. So, I mean, I just sent him a couple bucks for, like, storing my stuff because I was very appreciative of that. But went home for, like, six, seven weeks. Um, Couldn't really do anything because I went to, like, the epicenter of coronavirus at the time. I went to New York City during the absolute worst time to go to New York City. So I was literally stuck in my house with my parents because, one, I was nervous to get them sick. 
two, I didn't really, no one really knew what was going on. And then the thing that stuck about that is like, I do a podcast to express myself creatively, you know, so there was no creative expression that I could do. I'm stuck in a house with my mom and my dad, you know, it's like, <laughs> what am I going to talk to them about? You know, there's only so much we can catch up on. And like, there was no sports going on, so I couldn't really have anything to do that. So it was like, uh, the only thing I could really do was like a physical progression. So I did Insanity, which was nice. Uh, got into that a bit. Lost a bunch of weight, messed around, had some fun with it, you know. And uh, then I came back up, and now I'm back at work. I got lucky. And I golfed a lot. That's really it. For sure. What about you, Dot? Anything, uh, anything major, majorly different? No. I um, So luckily, I'm very, I was very fortunate that um, – we were open still, um, so I worked through the whole the whole thing. I didn't, and I wasn't uh, laid off or anything like that. Um, so I worked from home for like four months, which was pretty sick. I actually, I liked it. Um, I'm definitely way more productive in the office, though <laughs> I have to say. But I enjoyed working from home, just like waking up right before I had to be, you know, I, I had to clock in, or I don't clock in, but before I had to get on my computer, like brush your teeth, get right in. And then like you just have a little more freedom. And then uh, like my sister, when I was still living at home, my sister was also working from home. So it was like, cool. Like we were sitting there, we, she took a break. So then she's like, you want to go get coffee? I'm like, yeah. So we wouldn't get coffee like every day. So it was like, cool. Like I had, I had a good time. Um, we, my family, like we all were actually still very close. Like our close family, we all still kind of hung out, like nothing happened. Um, but like the, the scariest thing was like, or the worst part I should say was like, I didn't see my grandparents for like a long time. And that sucked because I would see my, I see my grandparents, excuse me. I see my grandparents each like once or twice a week. So we're, we're so used to that and not seeing them. So like that, we were all like just nervous, like get them sick more than anything. But, um, really like nothing really changed for me. Um, like I said, very fortunate didn't lose a job or anything like that so I'm glad to hear it yeah so I usually end on some rapid fire questions they some are consistent some change from time to time I'll give you both a chance to answer uh Joe first where do you see yourself in five years Oof, man right off the bat I love it um just as of like recently I've been uh in the thought process of like wanting to buy a home so I want to buy a home within maybe two years um, which I think is a pretty big step in my life. Um, I'd like to progress more in a career aspect. I'm very happy with my job right now. I'm uh, fortunate that I'm back in the office doing that. But I think there's opportunity for growth for sure. And then uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy in this city. I had this conversation on Twitter yesterday, actually, that that at the time was the toughest decision in my life, and it has turned into the best decision in my life. So I definitely see myself up here with the same group of people who I'm tight with, tight-knit with now, I don't think uh, anyone's going anywhere anytime soon, so just happy to be here, really. Me? Um, I, well, so I recently just bought a house, so I'm, I'm there with that. Um, man, five years. Bastard, beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, I, I really like my job. Uh, hope to advance, you know, more with that. Um, maybe, uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to 
say anything about marriage, but you know, oh. been dating, uh, been dating same girl for uh, about uh, five, six years. So I hope five years from now that you guys are married. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be at that point. But no, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy my job. Um, you know, hopefully some advancement there. Um, I love the company that I'm working for. It's great. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and, I, and I'm big. Uh, I love Utica, so and I can see mm. myself being here. You realize you just locked in. Yeah. <laughs> on the New Media Podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, current shows you're streaming on Netflix, Hulu, binging right now? Ooh. I've uh, forever, I've been a diehard Hot Ones fan. I don't know if uh, anyone's familiar with Hot Ones, but it's a celebrity interview where the uh, they eat chicken wings, and the chicken wings get progressively hotter throughout the interview to the point where they're unbearable. And right now they're going through like a little like quarantine phase. So they're sending all the hot sauces to like these celebrity houses. And they're just like over dousing all of these wings in like <laughs> extremely hot hot sauces to the point where the interviews have gone so far off the rails. It's really, really funny. But as a whole, the guy who hosts that show, his name is Sean Evans. I think he's the best modern day interviewer of our generation. I think he asks excellent questions and does some phenomenal research. So along from the comedic element of that show, you're getting some really, really interesting different celebrity interviews. Awesome. Um, myself, right now we're watching uh, Criminal Minds. You ever watch that? No. That's a that's a cool show. It's like uh, it's basically the FBI, but they're in like the behavioral annual analyst uh, unit. So they're like like analyzing like serial killers, basically, and like getting like understanding like their motives and stuff. So it's pretty cool. But I when I was working from home, you had me on Peaky Blinders. The best. I watched. When I was working from home, Peaky Blinders, I watched Silicon Valley, which I love. Um, I watched The Sopranos again. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I watched um, The Wire. So, like, I, I've been I've been watching a lot of stuff. Right now I'm on Parks and Rec, too. So, I've been watching a lot of stuff. But I just did Sopranos there. for the first time in my life. Uh, I don't know how I had never watched The Sopranos, but while I was furloughed, I'd been through that whole thing. And probably my second favorite show of all time behind Peaky Blinders. It was excellent. I, I And then I go down these, like, YouTube rabbit holes and just get super deep into it. So I'm, like, to this day, I'm still watching clips of The Sopranos, what means what, like, that, obviously, the finale. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything because I don't know. Some I know a lot of people are, are binging The Sopranos right now. It's, like, maybe yeah. the biggest resurgence of any show ever. But uh, there's a lot to that ending. Yeah. A lot to it. A lot to it. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> What's a typical morning look like for you? Are you a... Uh... Routine guy, you just kind of winging it. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big routine guy. Uh, I like my mornings pretty much the same all the time. I have four alarms. I work the same shift every day, 7.30 to 4. So I have four alarms. Uh, the last one is directly in the shower. Do my shower, get my thing. Uh, and honestly, I don't really consume anything until I'm in my office. You're in the office for like eight and a half hours a day. You're going to get a ton of work done. You have time to go through your social media and to check up on your fantasy lineup, in my opinion. And that's what keeps you sane at work. Honestly, you're more productive at work, keeping yourself busy with fun stuff as well, than just forcing yourself to work the entire time. So when I get to work, then I start going through all my stuff, catching up with life and everything. And then uh, and then I start grinding through emails and making phone calls and making sure students are paying bills, baby. Let's go. And they're booking. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'm, a, I'm a morning person. Um, I wasn't always, but now... Um, I like to get into work early and leave early, uh, because I just like to have, like, after work, just like to do, you know, my own thing, not have to, like, get out, rush here, and then you only have, like, a few hours, so you gotta be back to bed. So, um, I get up, uh, recently I've been, I've been going to the gym at, like, 5 a.m., 
that's a tough one waking up at 4 30 but um i've uh i've enjoyed it it's been it's been good just to get it out of the way you feel really good afterwards um and then I, like, i'll get to work by seven and i'm out by like four so uh it's it's been cool i liked it are you crashing like mid-morning after that morning workout no i have more energy yeah. after a workout than like waiting to hit the workout after after work mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what it is like because I'll wake up at 4.30, get there by 5, but like last night I got to bed at um, almost midnight and I woke up at 4.30, four and a half hours, went to the gym, worked, podcast, podcast, yeah. I'm still good to go. Feeling good, baby. Yeah, like I, I don't really, if I'm tired, I just kind of like get through it. I'm like, ah, you'll get through, you're, you'll sleep, you'll get to sleep at some point. I, so, no, I love it. Yeah. Favorite people, shows, content? You talked about hot ones a little bit, but anything you're following on social media right now? Dude, like I mentioned, I go down these uh, like YouTube rabbit holes. I'm on like a YouTube rapper rabbit hole right now. Like this, this guy High Res and this this guy Harry Mack, and I've been consuming all of their content. I think it's super fun. They go on like Omegle and like they rap to people on Omegle, and then like the one guy does like an Uber driver and he raps. So that stuff's fun. And then. Uh, I'm big on a twi- I'm a big Twitch guy. Not a lot of people know that about me. Um, that's how I go to bed every night. I put on a stream. Uh, Nick Merch is my number number one streamer, but uh, a lot of my friends stream. So I'll hop in my friend stream. Like uh, Jeff, who was the old lacrosse goalie for um, SUNY Poly, like way, way back in the day. We didn't even know each other that well. I'm in that kid's chat, catching up with him quite often. Like Effie Tyne has a stream. I hop in there and say what's up, and uh, you know it's good to support other people too. So uh, I like just watching people play video games, man. I don't even play video games. I just watch people play video games. It sounds strange, but if you get into the scene, you'll hopefully enjoy it. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't uh, like big on that until um, after after you told me about it. You're like <laughs> you were talking about like watching you know watching everybody play um, like Warzone or whatever. Yeah. So I watched a little Nick Merckx. I think the dude's awesome. <laughs> He's the best. I've right? heard him like I get on a podcast before, and I was like, this yeah. dude's just like a bro that just plays video games, but That's he's like he cool. And uh, my cousin also uh, streams himself playing a little bit too. Um, but I'm big in that. I like to listen to like podcasts. Otherwise, like for, for other stuff, um, trying to get you know more out there with that. Um, listen to like other ones. Um, but yeah, that's that's really about it. I'm still stuck on Rogan, bro. Can't, yeah, can't get enough of him. I, I love him. I love Rogan. I have to listen to more of him. I listen to um, part of my take a lot. Yeah. Those dudes are, um, those dudes are hilarious. They're like kind of like we kind of talk about the same stuff as them. <laughs> yeah, we do. But they're just like I don't know. I'm, I'm big on Barstool a lot. So, yeah. now who isn't there? Yeah, they're I mean, they're, well, they're so. taking. <laughs> they they are, really are. It's crazy. Best sports media company on the planet by far. Yeah, it's not even sure. close. Yeah. If you could leave people with one piece of advice, either personally or professionally, what would that be? I love that question, too. Um, for me, it's, it, it's, it's a cliche for sure, but stop talking and just do it, man. Like So many people are like, I would love to do a podcast. I'm like, if I could figure it out, you could figure it out. I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, let's be honest here. You know, um, if you have a passion for something, just go do it. Like Shane Josick writing a blog, awesome. People streaming on Twitch, awesome. Um, if you're passionate towards something and you find satisfaction out of it, just go for it, man. You're going to have a ton of fun. And of course the journey is going to be a mess. You're going to be like, wow, I can't do this, but just stick with it, power through. And I guarantee it'll be worth it. Love that. Yeah. Um, again, kind of the same thing. Like I, I'm going to go with the cliche, Jimmy V like, don't give up. Cause like 
Say there's <laughs> Gary no. V. No, no Jimmy. Jimmy oh, yeah. I thought you meant Gary V. No, 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 that's no, not, no. Could be that's our boy. No, I mean that's kind of yeah. It could go that way too, but no, like uh, that's um, it's that's it's very important. Like there's there was times where like um, you know at my old job I was just like man this you know this stinks I want to get out of here, and then um, I just never did it. But then I was like thinking about like what I you know what I wanted to get towards and it's just like push yourself, and then on, you know you gotta just crack the shell and get uh just do what you you know do what you want to do at the end of the day and don't give up on your dreams i mean i think what you're doing is awesome man like you're you're pursuing you're going after it like that's awesome like i give you a lot of credit for it it's it's cool appreciate that and with that like a lot of people might be fearful to do what you did i mean you had an excellent career and uh you're passionate towards something and completely dropped that career and dedicating your entire time to this which i think is freaking awesome i think it's believe me i think it's great but for the people who are fearful, it's a long day, man. Like, we work eight and a half hours, and, you know, the podcast is just, like, an hour out of my week. It's, it's not even a second thought. Like, that's just a simple thing. Mm-hmm. So you could still pursue your dreams while working a full-time career. Working eight hours a day is only a third of the day. Like, think about all the useless things you do in between those times. Just find times to do things. Like, I also do a little bit of writing. Like, I just love doing something like that. It's fun. So just find time to do the things that you enjoy the most and don't say because you have a full-time job that you can't do something. You can still work on things that you're passionate and find creative enjoyment out of. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That's a great answer. All right, <laughs> All right guys. Well, I'll give you guys a second to plug FC. Where can we find you guys uh, in the podcast world, on social media? Yeah, man. We're on uh, Instagram, FC Productions 21 on Instagram, and then on SoundCloud. A couple people can tell me they can't find it. It's FC Space Productions. It's a picture of me and B. Flint. It's a Christmas card picture. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram. Take part in the daily debates. Uh, we'd appreciate it a bunch. Spina, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you guys for being here. This was awesome. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk yeah. to you next time. Cool. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Nope. <clears throat> yeah, they can't keep up with me when I'm doing my thing. They can't keep up with me when I'm in a fast lane. They can't keep up with me. They can't keep up with me. They can't keep up with me. They got my song.